What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. I am super excited to record today's episode. We're going to talk about a coaching and client relationship. Now, if you're a coach who listens to this podcast, which I know there's a decent amount of you out there that do, I think you're going to find a lot of value from this because I'm going to talk a lot about a lot of things that I've had to learn to become a better coach over the years, especially online to be able to connect with clients and coach them in a way that is going to help them get results at the end of the day. And you can know all the science in the world. You can know everything about macros. You can know everything about programming. You can know the science behind it all, but yet you can still be a bad coach in my opinion. And that's because as coaches, we are humans. But more importantly, we're mentors and we're leaders. You are there to lead and to coach and to support someone throughout their transformation. And the most important aspect to that is understanding that a fitness and physical transformation starts with the mental side of things. And you hear me talk about that a lot. And the more and more that I continue to work with people over the years, the more and more I keep finding this to be true. And so that's what we're going to get in today. If you are not a coach, I think you'll still find a lot of value here because if you ever find yourself in a situation to where you're looking to hire a coach um, or an in-person trainer or an online trainer slash nutritionist, whatever it may be, these are qualities and things that I that I think you're going to find a value, a lot of value in by picking up on them. And so if you're having initial calls or an initial consults with people that you're thinking about hiring to help you with your own fitness and nutrition journey, these are things that you should be eyeing and looking for to understand if the person that you're looking to invest in to yourself with is credible and is actually going to be somebody that is going to be able to help you get to where you want to be. And they aren't only focused on the science side of things but they're focused on the connection side of things. So I think if you're a coach, if you're just a normal person that has the potential to hire a coach at some point, you're going to find a lot of value here with what we're about to get into. But before I do get into the podcast, I have one thing that I just want to announce, and this is going to be dedicated towards coaches. If you are becoming a coach, if you are trying to learn the ropes, bring on clients. Maybe you've already got a few clients, but you're not to a a point yet to where this is full time for you and it's something that you really want to do. I am launching a mentorship for coaches. This is going to be where I'm going to work one-on-one with just a select few of people who I feel I can help the most and help them take their beginning journeys in their coaching careers in the fitness industry and help show you how to make this a full-time career for yourself. As a lot of you know who listen and know my story, I have become a full-time coach in the last few years. I've opened up my own gym successfully. I run that. I run my coaching company. This is what I do full-time. And I started out working in a family company, running the doing the normal nine-to-five thing with a dream of being able to take my fitness career full-time and be able to support my family. And the matter of the fact is that didn't start happening for me until I started plugging in and networking with people who were at points where I wanted to be. And that's what helped me is by just being in the rooms with those people, understanding their mindsets, understanding the strategies that they were using, having conversations, getting advice from them on next steps, on content, on 
how to build out the service on who you should be trying to talk to, where the best places on social media are to be, how to build out your system so that you don't only get clients, but you know how to hold on to clients and make sure that those clients are getting results over the long term and how to make sure that you stay organized as you bring more and more clients on to make sure that you're in a situation to where you're organized enough to be able to actually help each person and you don't start spinning your wheels. And we all have to go through those learning pains, but... I've gotten to a point where I've gotten because I've gone through these types of mentorships myself with people who were further along than me. And I'm at a point now to where I feel like I can really help people be able to do the same thing. Honestly, I've already been doing it with a few coaches who were part-time when we started. And today they are full-time coaches running their own businesses, supporting their own families. And I want to open that up. And I have a few spots to where I want to bring on another three to five people into the mentorship so you can network with the other coaches as well as have one-to-one phone calls with me every single week. We can talk about your business, where you're at, take a look at your content strategy, take a look at your service, what's happening inside of it just to really dig into it and find out where things can be improved to help you build your business help more people be able to potentially support your family more be able to rid of that part-time or full-time nine-to-five job that you have to get to a point to where you can do this full-time for yourself just like I have and at the end of the day it's going to come down to a lot of hard work It's going to come down to investing into yourself. I've had to make uncomfortable investments into myself over and over and over. But what I can say is every time that I've done it, it's paid back tenfold. And it's literally the only reason that I'm in the position that I am today running my own businesses and doing my own thing. But at the end of the day, this isn't what I'm going to be promoting and and what I do on the forefront. First and foremost, I am a fitness and nutrition coach. That is what I always will do. I am by no means a business coach. This is just something I'm going to be running on the background in the background as a mentorship to help people who are in a similar position to me at one point and help them get to a position to where they're achieving their goals, um, fulfillment-wise, career-wise, to be in a position to where they're just doing what they want to do instead of doing what they have they feel like they have to do. So again, this is going to be something that's in the background. You're not going to hear me talk about this very often. It's just something that might come up every now and again when an extra spot shows up. So if you are interested in becoming a part of the Loss and Lifting Mentorship, reach out to me via DM, via email, however you'd like to. My stuff's all linked down below. We can have a conversation. We can see if you might potentially be a good fit to work with myself as well as the other coaches that are inside of the mentorship and just see if you would be the right fit as somebody that I can help get to where they want to be inside of their own coaching business. So if you are interested, reach out. I'd be happy to have a conversation. We can set up a time to chat and just see if it could be a good fit between the two of us. And if not, that's completely fine too, which means you're probably sitting here waiting for me to hop into the content. So that's exactly what we're going to do. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right. I have got seven characteristics here that I want to go over for you guys to think about. And for you coaches, these are good things for you to start thinking about on how you're coaching your own clients. And again, if you are somebody that's potentially looking to hire a coach at some point, these are just some characteristics that you should be eyeing when first having conversations with these people before actually hiring them. And the first one is a realistic expectations and a timeline. I'll be honest, when I very first started coaching around six to seven years ago, it was very tempting to try to give people too high of hopes in terms of the results that they were going to make. 
And it's almost hard for me to say that. And other coaches out there, I'll bet you're the same way. You want to, you're so intrigued on just being able to help that person that you'll make it seem like you can probably help them a little bit faster or a little bit easier than what the process is actually going to be. And I found myself in this situation and people would hire me at one point and then they'd get in and they'd realize, oh shit, like this is actually tough. Hitting my calories, staying in control of my nutrition, staying consistent, getting to the gym, like this is hard. Like when we were talking, you acted like this was going to be easy and you're going to help me be able to do this in a much easier way. What's going on here? And then people end up spinning their wheels and not get the results that they wanted throughout the process. So it's very important when you're talking with somebody that what they're saying to you doesn't sound too good to be true. Because if it doubts does sound too good to be true and they're not talking about the fact that there is going to be some sacrifice, that there are going to be some hard times, that you are going to lose motivation throughout it from time to time, but they're there to help you through that and give you a realistic time frame for how long it's going to take for you to get to your goal, then you know you found somebody that can actually help you. But if somebody's just telling you what you want to hear, then they're not a good coach. They're not the right person for you because they're ultimately just setting you up for failure. And that's really what this comes down to at the end of the day. If you're not willing to tell somebody as a coach that how long their process is going to take, that they're not going to be able to lose 30 pounds in the next month, but that's probably going to take more like three to nine months, depending on how consistent they're willing to be and the time frame that they have and what their dieting history has looked like, you're setting that person up for failure. And as a coach, you usually think, well, I just need to get this person through the door so that I can help them. But if you get them through the door on unrealistic expectations, you're not helping them. You're just setting them up ultimately to fail. So if you're honest and you give them those right expectations and they accept those expectations and they realize this is going to be a process, well, now they're being set up for success and they can just follow that timeline and get to where they want to be. But if you're so focused on just making a sell with somebody that you're willing to fib and lie a bit and make things sound a little better than they actually are and a little easier than they actually are, you're not doing anybody a good service. You're just setting that person up to fail. So if you're getting ready to work with somebody, make sure that the time frame that they're setting up for you is realistic and it doesn't sound too good to be true and you understand what you're getting yourself into. Whenever I get on a phone call with somebody or I'm talking with somebody who's who's looking at working with me, I always tell them, do not do this just because you're motivated right now. Because next week, next month, you're going to lose that motivation. So do not invest into yourself until you are ready for the change. And when you are ready to make that change and you're ready to dive in and put yourself first and and start working on these things consistently and accept that it's going to be hard throughout the process, then you're in a great position and I'm in a position that I can actually help you. But if you think this is just going to be a breeze, we're both going to end up flustered in the next while. And what ends up happening is not everybody signs up because I'm, I'm real with them, but the people that do sign up and the people that I do work with, they're the right people to be coaching. They're the people that will benefit from coaching. And they'll actually get to where they're trying to go. So it really takes that mindset flip and just making sure that you're giving people realistic expectations as they begin so that you don't set them up for a failure and ultimately just leave them more frustrated than they were before they began working with you. Number two is access. Now, if you're going to coach somebody, they have to have access to you, but the access you give them should be clear. Like for my clients, 
everybody now is on an email basis with me. They can email me whenever they want to. They can book a phone call with me once per month to have conversations about what's happening in their journeys. That is where the access is. Again, they have unlimited access to email as well as to phone calls. I don't do text anymore just because texting back and forth with people turns into a bit of a headache and I can't be as detailed in text. It feels like it's rushed and it feels like it's something that has to be answered immediately. And if I'm busy doing something and I try to text somebody back, it's rushed and I don't give them the time that they deserve. So everybody that I talk to with on a week to week basis with all of my clients, it's all done through email. That way I can sit down at select times every single day, have time, be in a clear head and I can talk and give my clients the access to me that they need so I can answer all of their questions so that we're having dialogue every single day just to make sure that they know that I'm there to support them. They have access to me whenever they need it. But as the coach, you need to set up clear lines of access because if you don't do that and you have some people texting you, some people emailing you, some people on WhatsApp, some people DMing you, then you have things all over the place. You have people clients all over the place and your head can start spinning. And I was in that position when I first started. But if you can nail it down and get everybody um, accessing you from the same place, now it's all in one spot. You can time block that out in a day. You can give those clients better your better mind, a better mind frame from you when you're conversating with them because it's not rushed and you're being able to get your thoughts out more clearly and give them the attention that they deserve. But when it's coming through DM, text, all over the place, like I said, it can be rushed. You can get flustered and the bigger and bigger that your client roster grows over time, you end up in a position to where you actually start resenting coaching because you're all over the place and you don't have any structure to what it is that you are doing. So having clear access points to, to the form of communication that you're going to use to giving them access through phone calls every once in a while is extremely important in my opinion when my clients when we have conversations once per month via phone it gives us that voice-to-voice interaction so we can actually see how things are going and the reality of the situation is doing it through email or through texting or whatnot it can work great but just that voice-to-voice can really help some people more than it can others and so I think it's very important to give people that access to you every now and again. Again, do you need to have a weekly phone call with your coach about your fitness journey? Absolutely not. Wasting 30 to 60 minutes talking about little random things with your macros. We all have better things to be doing with our lives, but every once in a while, just getting to have a conversation, see how things are going, make adjustments, see where the mindset's at. Um, It can just be extremely powerful to be able to create that connection through phone call every once in a while. But if you're going to hire somebody, make sure the line of access is clear. First and foremost, you should have complete access to that person that you're working with. In whatever form or modality they choose to use, so be it. But the point is to make sure that you have access to ask questions, to get voice-to-voice interaction when you feel like you need it because that's what you're paying for. If you're hiring a coach, you're not hiring a macro calculator. You're not hiring somebody just to design your programming. You're hiring somebody to be there to support you. So it's important that that's what you're getting from it at the end of the day. Number three is accountability. And honestly, this is the most valuable piece to a coaching relationship, to hire somebody. The biggest thing that you are paying for is accountability. And at the end of the day, that's what we need. You invest in yourself so it holds you more accountable. You have weekly check-ins to hold you more accountable. So there should be a clear path of accountability for yourself as the client each and every week, in my opinion. Meaning, 
every single Sunday. How I do it inside of my own coaching service with Lost and Lifting clients is every single Sunday, all of my clients receive an email. It gives them the link to the back end of my website to where they're able to go to be able to fill out the weekly check-in questionnaire to where I get their weigh-ins for the week, I get their measurements for the week, I get their... Um, I get their photos for the week. I get all their biofeedback. So where are their hunger levels at? How is their sleep going? How's their digestion? How are they recovering from their gym sessions? Where is their energy at? How adherent were they able to be? What do they have coming up in the next week so that I can help them make the adjustments in the upcoming week so that they can help stay on track? Just having that form of accountability and access, these are kind of um, two and one and to a point, but the accountability aspect is making sure that there's a clear form of accountability each and every week to where your data is being tracked. You know, you have a check-in in some sort of a way on the same day of each week, because that is ultimately what's going to help you stay more consistent in the long run. Again, for me, I like to do this through questionnaires each week, get all the data that I need. Then we'll I'll reach back out, have conversation. We'll make adjustments. And this is a week by week basis and it helps keep you accountable and we can see your long-term progress as to what's happening. We can make adjustments each and every week to your programming, to your nutrition, just to make sure you're not running into any plateaus throughout the process to make sure that things are moving in the right direction. And you know, you have that form of accountability to rely on. That's just going to help you follow through with what it is that you're doing each and every day, because you have that point where you're going to, you know, that you're going to have to check in to be held accountable to what it is that you're doing and what it is that you committed to. So making sure that there is a clear form of accountability that is generally on a week to week basis. However, that is some people do that through Google Docs. Some people do that the way that I do it through um, questionnaires, through a link on the back end of a website. Everybody's a little bit different in terms of that, but you should have in your coaching relationship, if you are working with a coach, there should be a clear form of accountability. It shouldn't be, oh, I'll text you every once in a while and just see how things are going. If that's the case, things aren't being taken that seriously and you're in a situation that you're ultimately going to end up failing because there's no structure there. There needs to be structure to actually have accountability. And that accountability needs to come at the same time every single week so that you know the drill, you have the structure to have to check in to know that you're going to have to let somebody know how things are going each and every week. And doing that is going to help hold you a whole lot more accountable, which is going to help you be a whole lot more adherent, which at the end of the day is exactly what you need to end up getting to exactly where you want to be inside of your body composition. Number four is education. And this is a huge one. When it comes to a client and coach relationship, there has to be buy-in on both sides, especially from the client. The client has to believe in what it is that they're doing. And the best way to help somebody believe in what they're doing, to believe in why counting calories works, why you should be eating enough protein, to why you should be strength training if this goal is still fat loss. Strength training is the best modality to get you there. And the only way to get somebody to buy into that is to educate them on the why behind what it is that you're doing. And when you educate them, it then gives them a reason to follow it because they know why they're doing it and they're not just doing it because the coach said to do it. So a big thing for me is whenever I'm giving somebody new programming, whenever I'm changing up their nutrition, whenever we're making adjustments to anything, I always want to make sure that I'm educating that person on the reason for why we're doing what we're doing so that they have a clear understanding and they're not just doing it to do it. And at the end of the day, 
you're not going to be there to coach that person forever. The whole reason that somebody should be signing up to work with you as a coach is so that they can eventually learn how to coach themselves. And they're not going to learn how to coach themselves unless you're educating them on the process and the why behind everything. My favorite clients are the clients that always ask me why. Now, do, do they take more time? Do I have to answer more questions? Do I have to detail things more? Yes. But first and foremost, I know that means that they're taking this seriously. And I know that they're trying to educate themselves on the journey to be able to get better results. It makes a better relationship on both ends because you're being held accountable to know why you're doing things and you're not just doing things for the sake of doing things to test things on different people. You're doing things with a, a purpose to get them to that goal of whatever that goal may be for the, that specific person. But it's just a good way to, to create buy-in from your clients because they understand why they're doing what they're doing and as a client, it's a good way to make sure that your coach isn't just making random changes to your programming or to your nutrition just for the heck of it to seem more important than they are. And the matter of fact is, I see that a lot with coaches, is making adjustments to nutrition every single week, changing calories, changing workouts, when at the end of the day, your progress comes down to your consistency. Your calories don't need to change every single week. Progress takes time. Your training program doesn't need to change every single week. I generally, with most clients... I'll change up their nutrition, obviously, whenever they are, their body's telling me it's time to, but first and foremost, before I change, have to change nutrition, it's always working on changing their habits and their adherence first. And once that's on point, um, the prescribed nutrition usually starts to create the result that they want to. And if the adherence is there, the consistency is there on their end, they're putting in the effort and then what they're doing isn't creating the result that they want, then it's on the coach. And then you have to make the correct adjustments to help them get to where they're trying to go. But a lot of the time, it comes down to working on the habits first and foremost and building the, the correct lifestyle factors to help you be more adherent to actually start creating results. You don't need to be changing calories every single week. Your calories will have to change every once in a while. The metabolism will adapt. Adjustments will need to be made. Refeeds will need to be added. Reverse diets will need to be had. But for the most part, that shouldn't be changing all the time. That changes every now and again and more than anything, we're looking at those lifestyle factors and just trying to help you create lifestyle habits that are just going to make it easier for you to be adherent to the diet so that you can see the results that you want from it over the long term. But you shouldn't have to be adjusting things every single week. If a coach is doing that, chances are they're just trying to look more important than they actually are. Number five is empathy. And this is a huge one. This is probably the most important characteristic of a coach when it comes to gen pop. And when I say gen pop clients, I just mean everyday clients who are just normal people who are looking to drop body fat, build muscle, gain some confidence and look better about their compositions. They're better about their body compositions. This I'm not talking about pro athletes or, or people who are competing in competitions, bodybuilding competitions, powerlifting meets, things like that. I'm just talking about the everyday person who's trying to get in better shape your coach needs empathy. This is a place in my own coaching career that changed everything for me. When I learned how to be more empathetic for my clients and try to help them and understand where they're at and their situations and help them work through it rather than just tell them do better, I could actually connect with them and help walk them through the process. But whenever a client when I first started and the client wasn't on track and they weren't hitting their macros, it was always, well, why didn't you hit your macros? Well, do better this week, do better this week, do better this week. That doesn't work. 
you have to get an understanding for why that client isn't able to be adherent to the macros that they're supposed to be hitting, why that client isn't making it to the gym every single week, and then help them work through that. You have to have empathy for that person and enough patience to be able to work through those processes because everybody is different. Not everybody looks at training and nutrition with the level of importance that you do as a coach. Most people look at training and nutrition as just a way to a better lifestyle, a better body composition for more confidence, and I'm, I'm going to try to make this work. You have to show them how to make it work by having empathy for them and where their mindset is out is at and help them work through the process to get to a point to where they can handle things on their own. But if you can't be empathetic and you can't understand a person's personal situation and help them work through that situation instead of just telling them, try harder, try harder, try harder, you're, you're not going to be able to help many people. And the only people that you will help are the people that are self-sufficient, that only need the information and they don't need the coaching. They, they're probably the people that could honestly just buy a, a training program from you or you tell them their macros and never have check-ins and they go to get the results anyway. But 90% of people are not that way. 90% of people need somebody there to show them some empathy, to help them get through the process, to meet them where they're at and help them create strategies for their personal situations to get through things and create more adherence and get through those roadblocks that they're having inside of their minds. So if you can't have empathy, you have no reason being a coach because at the end of the day, coaching is being empathetic. Number six is vulnerability. This is one that I struggle with for a long time too. And honestly, I think the older that I get, the more vulnerable that I'm becoming. Growing up, I've always hated talking about myself. I've always hated sharing my emotions, being having emotions. I've always held all of that in. But the older that I've gotten, like I've said, and I've had kids and I'm married now and, and just growing up into an adult... I've become more vulnerable and I've realized the way to connection with people is through vulnerability, is sharing your experiences, is sharing your emotions, is sharing your struggles, is just sharing where you are in your current life at the moment. And the more you can do that with people and humanize yourself, the more that they're going to relate to you, the more that they're going to look up to you, the more that they're potentially going to want to be more like you which is going to help them have more motivation to be able to want to stay on track. So learning to get vulnerable with your clients and not look like the big bad wolf who hits your nutrition perfectly every single day or who's perfect with your training program every single day, but the person that can be realistic with them and be like, hey, I'm not perfect every single day either. Nobody is perfect with their training and nutrition every single day. And if you expect yourself to be perfect every single day, you're just setting yourself up for for failure. At the end of the day, I mess up. Everybody who's successful messes up, but they just learn to get back on track after those mess ups to continue moving forward. And then you got to show them how to get back on track and the strategies that you use to get back on track. But if you just act like you're always perfect because you're the coach and you have to act like you're the big bad wolf and you do things perfectly to be the shining example, well, then you're not showing enough vulnerability to humanize yourself to get that person to even create any buy-in to want to be working with you or believe in the strategies that you're putting in place to help them be able to get to where it is that they want to be. So learning to be vulnerable, to be able to create deeper connections with people is probably one of the most important factors to being a good coach. And if you're not willing to be vulnerable, 
you're probably not in a position to be helping people change their body compositions. All right, and number seven, the final one that we are going to go over today is individualization. And this one is huge. We all are different people with different personalities, with different schedules, with different goals, with different mindsets, and with different needs. A coach should be putting together your programming based on all of these individual characteristics. Now, are there going to be similar things from client to client? 100%. But there's still going to be little things with the schedule, with different exercises that are available, with different food options, with different caloric intakes, with different refeed strategies, with different reverse diet strategies. Everybody's going to need some individualization. And that's what you're there to do as a coach is to individualize things for each person in the way that they need while still making sure that you are adhering to the overall principles backed by science to get them to the result that they want. People always ask me when I'm on a phone call with them, they're always like, so how many days a work a week am I going to have to work out? What foods am I going to have to eat? Um, like how many hit cardio sessions am I going to have to do? And every single person I talk to, they always, they always are kind of set back by my answer. It's always, well, how many days can you work out per week? How many days or what kind of foods do you like to eat? Do you even like to implement cardio? Because the matter of the fact is the program that you're going to get is going to be based on the questionnaires that you fill out for me that help me individualize things to what's going to be able to best work in your lifestyle. So we're going to make sure that we're including restaurants that you like to eat out at. We're going to ensure that we're fitting this around your work schedule so that your training isn't six days a week when you can't make it to the gym six days a week. We're going to make sure that if you need one off day of tracking per week to be able to go out and enjoy dinner with your spouse or your significant other without having to worry about tracking, we'll find a way to include that. We're going to make sure that if you have injuries, that we're going to make sure your programming is tailored around those injuries so that we're not making them worse or we're not re-aggravating whatever has happened to you in the past. So if you're going to work with somebody that's a coach, or if you are a coach, things need to be individualized. Individualization is the key to the best results, to the best long-term results. What I plan, what I follow diet and nutrition-wise myself is all individualized to me. What you follow, what I do isn't going to work best for you. We have to figure out what's going to work best for your situation and then optimize it with the principles that have to be abided by to help you get to that end goal. But the way that you get there is going to be different than the way that I get there or the way that another client gets there because you're your own person and you need your own individual plan to optimize things so that you can be as adherent as possible to it. So those are my seven characteristics for you guys about a successful coaching and client relationship. Again, if you're interested in the mentorship, reach out to me and I'd be happy to have a conversation to see if you'd be a good fit to work with myself as well as be able to work with the other coaches that are inside of the group that I'm already helping. Really do appreciate you guys. If you found value here, I'd be extremely appreciative if you could take a screenshot Put it on your IG story and tag me in it. That way I can repost it on mine, showing others that you're finding value here, as well as I will shoot you a message personally thanking you for doing so. Hopefully you guys have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon.